Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and joining me for tonight's episode, again, as always, is Josh. Hello there. And Tony. <laughs> How are we all doing? Right. Not too bad. Not too for a bad. Sunday evening. For a Sunday evening. Um, so, yeah, yeah this small. is... Kind of... It's going back to school. Well, mine's not. Mine doesn't oh. go back until Tuesday because I've got an inset day. Oh. Uh, so... An, an inception day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Christopher Nolan has taken over the school for a day. <laughs> so, yeah, this is kind of our fill-in-the-gap episode. Um, between the, the series. We're a little bit late. We were all kind of busy over the last couple of weeks. Um, so it's a little bit late. It should have been the May episode, but but we're here now. Um, and as I say, it is our fill-in episode between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki beginning. So we will be back next weekend uh, with the first episode review of Loki. Um, but this week, we... We've done this before. We did it with the Suicide Squad and we've done it with the Fantastic Four, but we thought we'd we'd do a little fan casting of uh, the MCU's X-Men. Now, we don't know who anybody has picked. Uh, there could be some characters that are the same. There could even be some actors and actresses that are the same. We don't know. Mm. Um, but we decided we'd pick five characters each um, and the actor or actress that we wanted to play that character. Um, so... Who wants to go first with their first character? Um, go on, Tony. Go for okay, it. Okay, yeah. Well, in fact, I'll, I'll come across. This is the only one of the five is actually a male character, and the only one that's an actor, and the only one that wouldn't be live action in this case. Um, I would have a CG juggernaut, and. The voice would be by somebody who's already done some voice work in the MCU. Um, I believe in both Guardians of the Galaxy films. And that would be Nathan Fillion. Oh. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Randomly, me, me and Tony are both watching Nathan Fillion starring TV shows at the moment, yeah. but different ones. Yeah. I was just thinking about, and, and I could just picture on, on the base. Similar to that, those two characters he's played, particularly in that fir- in the first Guardians film, that sort of big, gruff sort of character. And he he could ju- he, he seems to do those voices quite well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'd have a CG Juggernaut. I mean, CG works for Hulk. He looks a good character on screen. I think they could do the same with Juggernaut. And yeah, and yeah. I bung Mister Feeling in there to do his voice. Yeah. Well, I certainly haven't got Juggernaut on my list. Josh, no, did you I... have him on the list? No, I didn't have Juggernaut. I'm a I, I tried to go for the more. I tried to go for the ones that didn't really get a lot of screen time, basically, and or yeah. I wanted them done in a different way to how they've already been portrayed. Uh, so, yeah, well, like yeah. one of my others is 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 a previous character, but the other, well, the others yeah. are, have been previously in different incarnations. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good start. That none of us have picked Tony's first one. Josh, what about you? What's your first first pick? Um, Right, I'll go for a character that I was really pissed off that they basically told you a superpower and then got around it in the shittest way possible in a uh, first class. Uh, I went for Darwin from first right. class um, and I decided on either, um, well, keeping the same actor from first class, but 
I recently watched How to Get Away with Murder on Netflix. Fantastic series. Go and watch it, people. Um, and I would really love to see Alfred Enoch play it, play that character. Uh, who we know from Harry Potter and How to Get Away with Murder, obviously. I'm just looking um, at Marcus. I don't actually remember him. He it's, was in Sherlock as well. He plays the the soldier in the was it second season? Oh, I think. Um, oh, that's gonna annoy me now. Um, yeah, I know yeah, exactly he, what one you mean, and I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, you have to so, remind me where he where he appears in first class. What's that? Uh, you say he was in first class, the film. Yeah, he's basically they say uh, they're asking each other what each other's powers are and stuff. They come to him and he says, "I'm basically invincible because my body comes up with anything to overcome any situation right. where I'm about to die." So he basically yeah. sticks his head in the fish tank and he grows gills. Right, I'm now, yeah, literally I'm like three three to five minutes later, s- someone shoves like a bomb down his throat or something. He says, "Get out That's of right. that." Yeah, yeah. It, the, the name makes sense, doesn't it, for the powers? Darwin, Darwin and the yeah. ocean. So it's, it's a great name character. And again, I certainly didn't have it on my list. But yeah, um, I, want, I wanted that because there is so much potential for like CG effects and even practical effects. Yeah. I just really wish we'd have seen more of that character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Tony, I'm... Uh, uh, certainly from that you haven't got him on your list either no no <laughs> so right I'm going to go with my first and this was the reason why I wanted to do this it was it was my first thought and I, I mentioned this to you guys a while back um, and I don't know whether you remember or not but my first pick is Bishop oh. um, who we've who we've seen in previous films and again it's another one that's kind of been sidelined Um didn't really have a lot to do in the films that he's got. But the reason why I picked him is because of the actor that I want to see play him. Um, and is believed to have spoken to, to Marvel about being in the MCU. Uh, and that's Hamilton's David Diggs, um, who just, for me, has, has come right to the forefront. Who, of, who is that, sorry? Uh, David Diggs, that plays, plays Lafayette in Hamilton. Oh, um, right, yeah, okay. And is also the lead in uh, the Snowpiercer TV series. Um, I'm, just, I'm just having a look at Lucas Bishop. Hell, he'd have to bulk up a bit. <laughs> yeah, he would. That. But for me, he looks just like him. Um, yeah. And he's just a, a great actor as well. All round, I've, I've really enjoyed watching him in Snowpiercer. I'm, I'm completely up to date on that and, and yeah, everything. And he was brilliant in, brilliant in Hamilton as well. Um, for me, probably the standout. Um, amongst all of them, and obviously we've we've seen recently that his co-star. Is he the same Adam. family as Ty? Or? Uh, no. Ah, right. Okay. No. Um, we've seen Leslie Odom Jr. win an Oscar in in recent months. Um, so I'd like to see David be able to step out and and kind of be where he belongs. He's, he's done a brilliant job as being a lead actor in a TV series, and mm. I think it's I think it's his time to. Uh, to shine in the spotlight. Yeah, because so right. yeah, as you say, he was in uh, Future Past. I was just looking, I think, wasn't he? Yes. Briefly. Yeah. He was great in Future Past, to be fair. I mean, the character, like, uh, you don't mm. really get a uh, time to bond with, like, the actor as that character, but the character was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So neither of you had that character on your list? No, either. no. 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 
great start then. Three out of three <laughs> that no one's picked. So, so uh, Tony, I believe you went first, first time round. Yeah. Uh, so, who's your um, second pick? Right. So I'm now dipping into some to a character that's appeared on telly that are not in the movies that I'm aware of. Um, and that is Polaris. Right. Oh, we, yeah. we actually saw in The Gifted. Yes. Um, and I, you have to, and I've gone for an actress. So I've come seen in a couple of things recently, and she was really good in a show called The Queen's Gambit. And that would be Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, we're gonna have some crossover in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And that's based so on a... the back of that show where she played this really strong, independent, knows what she wants character. And very similar okay. to Emma DeMont's Polaris in the, in that TV show. And she just, you look at her as an actress and she seems very unassuming, but you know that she could actually play that really sort of Magneto's daughter, yeah. basically. So, or, you know, you're not going to mess with her kind of character. And I think she could do a good job of that. Give her a nice, yeah. nice fancy hair colour and cool costume and just let her go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can, I can definitely say that. Uh, Josh, you didn't have that character on your list did you no, no. Do, but do you want... did you have the actress i did do you want oh. do you want, do you want who yeah. i'm um, wanting her to play right yes um all i'm gonna say is january jones all right yeah Frost. ah yes yes right now i've got i've actually got three actresses for emma frost i i, I did my uh i did my <laughs> fan casting for this i went big style um so I had obviously Anya Taylor Joy, um, but I also had because you got to stick with the homeland people. I went for <laughs> the Scouseland's finest, one of the Scouseland's finest actors at the moment, Jodie Comer. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. From Killing Eve. Yeah. She yeah. that woman can do a myriad of like roles and emotion. Oh, she's just fantastic. Killing Eve is all I'll say is the entire reason why I think she could play Emma Frost. And again, sort of coming from another character, a very no-nonsense, knows-what-she-wants yeah. female character exactly. and just yeah. gets it, basically, yeah. yeah. But uh, the third actress I had, um, obviously with uh, COVID lifting and stuff, we've managed to have family around sometimes uh, at the house, and Nan and Grandad have been watching The Crown. Uh, so before they started coming around again, I went back and re-watched The Crown, and as I was writing my choices down, I looked up and I saw Vanessa Kirby on screen, who played Princess Margaret in The Crown. Oh, and yes. I, and I just thought, yes, absolutely yes. Because yeah. where, where Jodie Comer could bring the really serious, but very, very threatening and sort of, well, psycho element to Emma Frost, I think Vanessa Kirby could just be a nicer version, basically, but... See, I nearly... I thought about her, and then I, I sat down and I thought, I think she'd be Sue Storm. See, that is a shout. But we're casting mm. X-Men. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but that's what made me not use her. Right, okay. Because when I looked at her, I went, do you know what? I actually think she could be Sue Storm, and I thought, I can't put her on any of, for any other character. Well, now that I've got that thought in my head. Because the only thing I'm really aware of seeing her in, and she was um, the um, back at right at the, the height of lockdown and everything, they had a few of the um, the theatre things on YouTube. Oh yeah, and yeah. she was in a production of uh, Streetcar Named Desire a couple of years ago with Gillian Anderson. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and she is phenomenal in it. Yeah, yeah. And and she was oh hello, this is an interesting actress. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I I buy her give her a role in any Marvel film absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. She, I believe she's in the new Mission Impossible film as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, she was filming that back in lockdown when the the big massive blowout happened with Tom Cruise on set. Mm. Um, I believe she was on set at the at the time. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I could see her in that in that role. Yeah. yeah. And again. I haven't got that character, either of those characters on my list. Um, so we're doing quite well. Um, <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to pick next. Um, let's go go with that one. Um, so I desperately want Storm to be uh, in the MCU. Well, that's good because I've got Storm on my list. We got this is the first one. <laughs> but, but I really struggle to pick a, an actress who hasn't uh, already been used in the MCU. Well, I, I eventually I'll, came to one. I'm waiting to see who you've got there. <laughs> I picked Gabrielle Union. Oh, yeah. No, no I haven't got her. But, oh, um, yes. Because everything that I've seen her in, she's put in a really strong performance all the way back to bring it on. Yeah. I thought she was I great say in that. You're casting this like me a little bit older as well this time around. Yes. So, yeah, yeah I, I felt like, like the teachers really do have to kind of be a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. So, and that, that will kind of show with the, the other characters that are kind of, these are kind of late 30s, early 40s that I've picked mm. for the teacher roles, whereas yeah. the, the other ones are slightly younger, like early yeah. 30s. Very quick, um, is that actress in Friends? Yes. Yeah, right. I'm just just because I've just looked it up on IMDb and I saw the picture and I went, she's been in Friends. <laughs> yes, she played the, the person, the, the girl moving into the apartment that goes on dates with Ross and Joey. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, so, and she, recently she's, yeah. she's been in the Bad Boys spin-off that's been on um, on in the States that's just yeah. been cancelled, I believe. She was also, I, be- I think, in the very first... Bring it on! She was, she plays the yeah. rival that's leader. Right, yeah. Yeah, See, when you yeah. bring on, I just immediately went the wall from hole in the wall years ago. And I was thinking, <laughs> why are we over here doing that? Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I feel like Storm has to have a strong presence. Yeah. Um, certainly, if you're going to put her up against Wakandans, I know that storyline is kind of dead in the water with with uh, Chadwick gone. Yeah. Um, but I'd still like her to be part of that, that world as well. And the women of Wakanda... Have to be and strong. That's, that's yeah. kind of the reason why I didn't put um, Storm in my lineup because I would rather uh, be in Black Panther and crossover every now and again. Because let's mm. be honest, we've seen Storm for the past maybe fifteen years. Yeah, and I'm, I agree, I, but I don't think they've ever got it right. Oh mm. God, no, no. But I, I just kind of went with a sort of ones that haven't been used or were used wrong. And yeah. although I will admit, I've got one character that was in the films and I think was done perfectly. So. Yeah. Cool. I suppose right. then I may as well just run with that, Paul. And get, and get yeah, my yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah. that sort of segues quite nicely. Right, well, for this, I've dipped back into a t- into TV for a, for a TV actress. Um, Paul might get this. She's a South African. Um, she sings a little bit. And she's in a show called Lucifer. Oh, oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking yeah, about the good choice. Thing. She just, 
there's okay, well, I'm typecasting her a bit. There, there's elements of Maze. Again, it's not a really strong, powerful, knows what she wants character. I think I've just been drawn to those and doing this. <laughs> yeah. And she, again, I think she, I could see her standing there on the big screen in that costume, bringing I'm down the storms, here. boom. You know, and and just knocking it out of the park. I think I think she'd be perfect for for rebooting that character. Yeah, yeah. No, I can totally see that. And as I said, it was more that I wanted the character in there, and I, it it took me a while to find mm. who I wanted to play her. Yeah. Um. So that that was my main main struggle. I knew that I wanted her in there, but just finding the right person, and then eventually I came came to Gabrielle Union. But yeah, your your choice is fantastic as well, and, Tony. And, and, and the one on my list who I'm hopefully going to meet in February. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, Josh, on to your third. Yeah, um, so for this one, I, I've i also, I've wanted to see this character for ages because with uh, Disney Plus and basically not having a job in lockdown, um, I decided to delve into the X-Men cartoon on yeah. and I went with a character that has had rumours of solo films in the pipeline since 2015 and it's just never happened so this was kind of my way of sort of putting something in my head of what I'd like to see if that came about or if he was in uh, an X-Men film. I've gone with Gambit yeah, I, um, I looked at Gambit myself. I so did I. I couldn't get a handle on who I'd want to play him. So this will be interesting to see you. See, with you saying that you couldn't get a handle on who you would want, I'm kind of wondering whether I've gone a bit overboard. I've got another three actors. Oh, well, let's hear them all. It'd be interesting to see. Right. Um, I've I wanted the originally I wanted an older character because I thought with having Darwin and Emma Frost and a couple of the other ones I picked, um. They, they could be relatively young actors in those roles. So I want mm. a slightly older actor just to sort of balance it out and maybe butt heads with another character that we'll come on to a bit later. Mm. Um, so I went with Timothy Oliphant. From, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, from, yeah. Well, I know from Mandalorian um, mainly. Um, I and again, also, like Paula said, you want him to be an older character, I think. Yeah, than, yeah. yeah. Um, but once I picked him, I thought, well, what happens if I want, I then want a sort of younger ones or a bit of eye candy to try and get the mothers into theatres, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, so I went for Alexander Skarsgård. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, or Tom Hopper from Umbrella Academy. Yeah. He's the really that's big, a, but like, that's a big tall bloke, isn't he? Fella, yeah. yeah. He's British, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. So I, I, I thought if I want a bit if they if Marvel want a bit of eye candy to get the the mums mm. in the theaters to watch the X Men films with the kids. The thing in there is nailing that Louisiana accent, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And see, that's what killed me. I just couldn't think of anybody that was from that area. No. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I've got no problem with them sort of losing the Louisiana thing, but if they went with Timothy Oliphant, I think he could do it. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. he probably could as well. Um, he's in one of my favourite films. Uh, and only a small part as well. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. And he's, he's uh, brilliant in that as well. Yeah, I thought um, for a horrible minute, Paul was going to say Die Hard 4.0. No. <laughs> no, really not. Do you know what? You say Die Hard 4.0. That was the last film I saw on my uh, 
my cinema pass before I got rid of it. <laughs> oh my word! That's what I like yeah. what a yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have picked a worse film to go out on. <laughs> so, right. So for my third one, um, I am again. It's a character that's been used, but kind of sparingly. Um, and I'm going to go with Angel. Oh, um, again, funny been... enough, another one I was thinking about, and again, yeah. I couldn't quite. I did sort of, I did sort of just completely typecast Tom Ellis briefly for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I, I've kind of gone for the the more arrogant, uh, like millionaire's son version yeah. Yeah. of him, um, and I think this guy could pull it off. He's he's been a franchise actor before, um, but has kind of become more of a independent film kind of guy. Ooh. But I think this could possibly help him get away from that character that he played. Not that he should want to get away from it, but I think it would probably help his career. Uh, and that is Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. um, choice. Just because mm. I think he could he could pull off that, that arrogant side of it. Mm. Um, well, because there's so a we, character, he was in the um, Now You See Me sequel. Yeah. Yes. Think, yeah. He played a similar sort of character that. in that, actually. Yeah, if he basically yeah. did that character, then fair play. But yeah. with wings. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's worked with horns before, so wings yeah. kind of is, is nothing new. But yeah, I just I just thought he could play that that type of character. A big name for a, for a lesser role of what we've seen before mm. um, in the X-Men, but one that he could possibly bring to the forefront um, yeah. of the team uh, at some point. Um, and could even take on a solo movie at some point, which mm. is what they're always, always looking for. So, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe is my third choice. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So, Tony, back to right. you <laughs> for number four. There's definitely another theme to my casting. There's a lot of Brits in this casting list of mine. <laughs> um, so, again, I'm now revisiting a character who wasn't in the main series of X-Men films but actually appeared in one of the best ones and that film being Logan and the character being X-23. Uh... <laughs> and uh, this sort of slightly skewing the character, uh, getting a little bit older now. And I went for Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, that's, that's great a great shout. Great choice. Because there's, there's elements of Eleven in there, I think, in that character in some ways. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I just want to see her there on the big screen with those big, sharp adamantium cloth. <laughs> yeah. How cool would that be? The, the th right. There's a thing with X-23. She's not in my main lineup, my main five X-Men. She was an alternate for me. Mm. Right. Um, because I couldn't decide whether I wanted to keep uh, a connection to the old X-Men universe yeah. or just completely scrap it. I decided to sort of scrap it. Um, but I went, I, I said, if I was going to go for an older actor, I'd actually have kept the continuity and kept the actress from Logan because she has aged a little bit now. And she's a really good actress as well. Have you seen yeah. um, the TV show that she's in? Um, the Philip Pullman thing? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot what it's called um, now. His, yeah. His Dark Materials, yeah. That's yeah, it. that's yeah. it. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, but I, I then thought, no, if you're going to go, uh, if, if she might not want to come back or 
they want to go for quite a bit older type thing that way like just completely keep Wolverine off the table for now um, mm. I decided to go with another actress from as I mentioned before How to Get Away with Murder because she had a lot of chemistry with uh, Alfred Enoch who I said for Darwin mm. uh, and that was Carla Souza um, I, to be honest I don't actually know what else she's been in other than How to Get Away with Murder um, but she was fantastic in that she show. She conveyed. She was just a brilliant actress, and she was one of my favourite out of the, yeah. the sort of main ensemble cast. And as I say, she'd have great chemistry with yeah. uh, Alfred. Yeah, so, so if you're going with a grow with a more grown up, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I can see that. I'm just looking now. Yeah, so I mean, I was just looking at uh, Millie. Millie's uh, right about yeah. 17 now, so she could still fit into that sort of 14 to 18. Yeah kind of age group now if you wanted a more old uh, slightly older x23 yes and i think that would work into the the whole thing of introducing logan yeah. like back at the same time as captain america yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah um so he can have his own story elsewhere yeah well i i did have one last suggestion for x23 and i don't know if you guys would know who this is really um but it's her name's olivia cook and she was in bates motel yes. oh olivia cook yeah she's from north somewhere, Rochdale or yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And fu funnily enough, in Bates Motel, um, the guy who played her dad was Professor Quiddle. <laughs> yes. Again, she's good. another really interesting younger actress, and so some really. Yeah. She was in um, she was in one of the, the sort of rebooted Hammer films um, set with Jared. She Harris. Was, yeah, um, she was also in Quiet Ones. Uh, what, I think it's good. What was the thing that Spielberg did? Based on the book with all the uh, ready stuff player in it. one, ready yeah. player one, I think. Yeah, she was in that, that. and I, she's in another massive film coming up shortly mm. as well. I can't remember what it is, but I, she's I, I saw her those, recently. She's another one that one of those with kind of a little bit of face recognition already, which you can just yeah. slot in. And, yeah, 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 definitely. No, that all great shouts. But Josh, what about your your fourth pick? Uh, my fourth pick was. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet. This one, I was going to go for Domino, uh, but I would keep um, the actress from Deadpool. I don't want to say a name just because I know I would butcher it. Um, Zazie Bates. That's it. Um, yeah. I, really I, I have got it written down, but I just, I hate butchering names. Um, she's but, superb in Atlanta. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, she's in that, is she? Yeah. But I, I and just, she I, actually would have been my choice for Storm if she hadn't have already been Domino. Yeah, well, I, I decided to keep her because what with um, Deadpool basically just all of a sudden being part of the MCU, I thought, well, let's keep her as well because that's then another little bit of connectivity for yeah. Deadpool and the old Fox universe. So, Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agree there. Um, I am very much like Tony in that I've picked quite a lot of Brits. Obviously, I already said Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Um, my next one is also a Brit. Uh, this time he is Welsh. Um, playing Cyclops would be Luke Evans. Ah. Um, I like old, Luke that, Evans. Like, that's a very. That's like the other end of the age range, really. If you think of Cyclops. Well, that's more yeah. again, like Paul said, put him in the teacher age, though, isn't it? Again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great like, Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked him in... I thought he was brilliant as Gaston. Oh, yeah. And the Beauty and the Beast live-action remake and is obviously playing him again. So he's in-house with Disney already. 
Um, yeah. I've seen him. He was one of the best bits of the the Hobbit trilogy for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And just really feel like he could come across as the leader that Cyclops should be that yeah. we didn't also, get. Also thinking it's just spitballing. He would be perfect in a in a years after the gene thing kind of version yeah. and never mm. quite got over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What, a bit of a piss head or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you sort of see him doing classes when he, you know, that sort of slightly tipsy sort of um verbal sort of berating sort yeah, of yeah. feature and yeah. 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 So that was that was my fourth choice, as I said, sticking with the Brits. Um, I just I really like him as a as an actor and he seems to have he's working as one of the showrunners on on this Gaston spin-off as well. Um so he's got some behind the scene. Sorry? Is that a TV show or a film? Yes. Yeah, him and Josh Gad uh, okay. are showrunning it. Right. Um as uh, Gaston and, and LaFoe. Um, <laughs> which is a prequel. Um so there's there's still a chance that we may see Emma Watson back as as Bell at some point throughout that that series. They've not not confirmed anything yet, but um, yeah. So he's in house and just a really strong actor for me um, that could sell that that leader role. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, like Tony, on to your Whoa. final choice. <laughs> and we're staying in dear old Blighty with the casting for this one. Um, and this is a sh- kind of a hybrid because. The superhero side of the character has appeared in, I think, Apocalypse and The Last Stand. And that right. is Cyclops. Cyclops. Oh, yeah. But I'm focusing more on having Betsy Braddock yeah. as a backdoor to get finally getting Captain Britain into the MCU in some way. Yeah. Good shout. We will yeah. never stop the fight for this cause. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what... <laughs> And I've, I've got an either or here, um, one who's quite prominent now and would actually, seeing that she's wearing prosthetics for her latest role, would probably not be immune to doing them if she needed it for wearing that costume of Cyclops, would be Lily James. Yeah. Who's currently, of course, as we know, appearing as Pamela Anderson. Because she's she plays that very sort of posh. Because I, I got the eyes of my Betsy being this really sort of posh sort of Brit. And, uh, and yeah. you put her in there, Lily, Lily James is sort of, again, a self-assured sort of strong character. Um, and the other one I was toying with, I mean, this was just on the back of what, watching Doctor Who. I'm thinking, you know what? Jenna Coleman deserves another chance in the MCU. <laughs> so I got an either she or. She could be from, a descendant of that character from Captain America. So hmm? She could be a descendant of the Captain America character she played. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and she, we know she can do street and she can do posh as well because we saw in, in Doctor Who that she can do both those sort of yeah. characters. Yeah. So, again, yeah, so two really good sort of English actresses. I, one of them, and I want to see Betsy either as Captain Britain herself because I believe she's played Cap, she was Captain Britain at some point in the comics, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or as a back door to bring in, bring in a brother into the MCU. Yeah. Great shout. We're, we're never going to give up this this fight. <laughs> um, especially, uh, we were talking about the person that's been linked with that role so many times now, um, just recently in, in Henry Cavill. Yeah. Um, 
So it, it keeps it keeps cropping up that he's spoken to Marvel about it. So we shall see. So they are certainly characters that I think at some point we are going to see in some mm. form uh, along the way. Um, so yeah, that was Tony's final choice. Josh, what about you? Uh, I've gone for a character who I th- think was done perfectly in, I mean, albeit the, well, I counted as the one film he was actually in because I, I just discount anything after first class if I'm perfectly, oh no, after Days of Future Past, if I'm honest. Um, Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah. Because I just have to have a teleporter on the team. I, have to. I've, I mean, I, so far on my line, I've got a guy who basically can't die, a guy who is a skilled acrobat and has got razor sharp cards, basically. Um, I've got a, tel- a very powerful telepath and a really lucky lass. So I thought I've got to have a teleporter on there. Um, and I've gone for. Uh, I've got another three actors here for this one. Uh, I've got Rami Malek um, of yeah. Freddie Mercury fame. Uh, yeah. Taron Egerton as uh, Rocketman fame. And <laughs> it's a bit of a strange one, but I could just kind of picture him in the blue makeup. And I kind of went a little bit older for the sake of, as Paul was saying, the sort of teacher type thing in the, the mansion, the X-Mansion. Uh, I went for Adam Driver. Yeah. Well, I recently watched Black Klansman and that kind of down to earth but slightly tortured soul that he plays in it. Mm. I kind of like that and I would like to see him do that but with a load of blue makeup on. Yeah. It's funny you should say about the, because I did when I was toying, toying with this one, I did have one idea for it, like, like old man Nightcrawler would have been Christoph Waltz. Waltz oh, my, oh, Jesus. He'd have been teleported yeah. into his bloody wheelchair. <laughs> That's right. Well, I don't know what I could picture him in the blue makeup, though, is there anything? That'd be... No, Christoph yeah. Waltz would not get into bloody blue makeup on a long <laughs> devil tail. Oh, so that's you guys. Yeah. There's been very little crossover. Very, no. very little. And there still won't be. Um, because I have another different character. Again, another one that's already been used. Um, but wasn't done right ties into another one of my characters I couldn't leave her alone and that is Jean Grey <laughs> because I still don't think they've got it right um, and I'm going to kill all the fanboys out there with my pick because I'm picking Emily Blunt mm, okay I see her far more in this role than I do a Sue Sue's just for me the character is too bimbo-like mm. for for Emily Blunt. Emily's a typical Brit, I feel, yeah. especially in yeah. her acting as well. She's kind of very starchy. Um, yeah. And it's not saying that's a bad thing. No. Not at all. Ideal it's for that, Jean, actually, I think. Probably. Yeah. And, and that's exactly how I feel that she's... She's kind of always had... People that have played her have kind of always had that, that side of them, but it's always mm. felt very bland, yeah. In, in their portrayals, they've they've never really given it any any flavour. Yeah. Um, even when she's become Dark Phoenix, mm. it's never really felt to me like she's got all this power. It's kind of been quite wimpy. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think Emily can portray that on on screen. 
Um, yeah. She can play both the, the Jean side of it and the, the Dark Phoenix side quite yeah. well. Um, and obviously, I had to throw her in once, once I'd picked Cyclops oh, yeah. um, to be it's on the okay. team. I, I kind of couldn't leave Jean alone. And, and yeah, yeah, Emily was the straight away the first person that I thought of. Everybody wants her in the MCU. I just don't think they've quite got the right character for her. Mm. Um, when they fancasted her, and and I feel this would be a far far better role for. Well, as we said before, that that fan cast encompassing being like a showbiz couple, than it? And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why. The, the yeah. only the only thing thing would be that if they if John Krasinski did get the part of Reed Richards, and then for example, if Vanessa Kirby, like we were saying before, got Sue Storm, I just don't think that I'd, I don't know if the chemistry would work for that as a mm. couple. Yeah. yeah, that's what their job is. Oh, yes, their job no. is to to find the chemistry, and and Marvel haven't got it wrong. No, with the exception maybe of Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I think it's still the only really. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think it was Marvel's fault. He just had no interest. No, no. He, he took it as a payday. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah so that's five very different teams. Yeah. Uh, a couple of little bits of crossover, both with characters and actors, but uh, I think that just shows you that we <laughs> we we went out there and, and did did the work. We didn't. Yeah. We haven't kind of gone to the same same things. Yeah. Um, and it's all kind of mixed match. While most of my characters have appeared in it, yeah. Um, they've kind of been they some of them have been bit parts they? So, yeah. or not portrayed very well. Mm. Um, over the years, Josh, yours, a lot of yours were kind of background characters. Yeah. Um, and Tony, yours was a, a real mix, a mixed bag of, of <laughs> ones that we'd seen and and ones that we haven't. So, yeah. um, we went about it in very different ways. Mm. I think, and yeah. and that that's good. I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed oh, listening yeah. to your your versions of the team. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Interesting. So yeah. Hopefully you all enjoyed that. Whether you agree with us or not, let us know. Um, this will be posted in the usual places on the on the group, uh, the, the After Dark Podcast Network group or, or on our page um, on, on Facebook. So, so let us know what you think about our teams and if, if you have any ideas who you'd want to be in, our te- in your teams. Uh, boys, thank you for joining me. No problem. Listeners, thank you for listening once more. And we will be back. Um, next weekend um, with episode one of Loki. Cheerio. Good night. See you now. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.